Thank you so much, Chris. I have to follow that. So appreciate it. I also want to thank you for being a church family that the few times that it arises where uh, the Lord would have me go somewhere else. I'm, I'm not guilted, you know, with that. Well, missed you last week, Pastor. You know, I, I was in Chula, Georgia. I didn't know there was a Chula, Georgia. But I was in Chula last week at the 100th anniversary of the First Baptist Church there. Uh, Pastor Brian and his wife uh, graced me with an invitation and uh, was able to speak there that morning. And uh, it, was, it was a great honor. And of course, the Lord was lifted up. And then that night, uh, this is just family talk, okay? I had the great privilege. Uh, I've never been asked before to do something like this, uh, to speak at the baccalaureate for our Christian school where my family goes at Covenant. And the Lord gave me such a word for them. And I don't take any credit at all. I'm just trying to tell you this is not the way it always is. In the preparation of it and in the delivery of it, I just trembled. And I just wondered. I told Kelly, I said, I wonder what the dynamic is about this. Is there a young boy or a young girl here that's going to touch a continent? Or, you know, I, I don't know. It was just beautiful. and uh, But I missed you. I did both. I loved being there. But I always miss home, and I'm, I'm glad to, the Lord's graced us with another Sunday. And I see a lot of uh, family and friends uh, from years gone by, and it just warms my heart today. And I just wanted to greet you and tell you that it's always home. Like your mama tells you, I don't care how old you are, this is home, baby. You just come here. So on that note, stand with me and open your Bibles to the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 15. Now, you know, when you preach the word of God, there is the message in the context itself. It can be applied to anyone. If the character in the Bible is a female, it can be applied to male and female. The truth found therein and vice versa. Uh, so this is, I'm, I didn't try to give a Mother's Day message, but I'm focusing on mothers and women today, but it's not limited to that. Matthew chapter 15, beginning with verse 22. And behold, a woman of Canaan came out of the same coast, mark this in your Bible, and cried unto who? Him, Jesus. Have mercy on me, Lord. Notice right here, and I'm going to pause a couple of times. There's only a few scriptures. She didn't say teacher. She didn't say confidant. She didn't say friend. And he was all of those things. Because see, when you get to the place of crying, you need a Lord. You need the Lord, the supreme divine authority, the one that rules. And in heaven, there's no appellate court today. He just rules and super rules from that place. She said, have mercy on me, O Lord, son of David. My daughter is grievously vexed with the devil. There's no problems like home problems, is there? But Christ was silent and answered her not a word. And the disciples came and besought him, saying, Send her away, for she crieth after us. Ah. She didn't cry after them. She didn't say, Oh, Bartholomew, oh, Simon, oh, John. Don't let church people discourage you uh, in your crying. Church people will get you to be quiet when the last thing you need to be is quiet. 
Blind Bartimaeus cried out to Jesus, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And all the disciples and all the Pharisees and the crowd, shh, leave him alone. Said, you, shh, you ain't blind. Jesus, have mercy on me. Don't take our cues from cold and different Christians that need nothing. Anyway, I'm preaching before I preach. Sorry, sorry, sorry. She's crying after us. No, she wasn't. She was crying after Jesus. And Jesus said, and this was about his mission to be Messiah. I'm not sent except to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. And she came and worshipped him and said, Lord, help me. Now there's more to this story, but I want to focus on these words. Lord, help me. I'm looking to you, Lord. Help me. Lord, help. Divine, immediate, unmistakable intervention. Help me. And in the end, she said, Truth, Lord, I'm nothing but a dog, which meant outcast. I don't deserve the least of your mercies. But even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from their master's table. He said, what did you say? You heard me. You're it for me. You're all I have. And God granted her a miracle, not just based on her need, but on her words, Lord, help me. For the next few moments, I'm going to uh, speak, if the Lord allows, on the subject of, Lord, I need thee. And would you pray for me as I pray for myself this morning? Lord, I just come before you today as simply as I know how. I humble myself before you. Um, I say it often, and it's not because it's habit. I'm an unprofitable servant at best, but if you can use me today, Lord, I pray that you would anoint my, my mind, that I would have a, a clarity of thought, my words with an unction from heaven, and like water finding the lowest place, let the word of God find root in our heart, and let us receive with meekness the engrafted word of God, which is able to deliver us and save us. The entrance of your word gives light and life, and let the words of your spirit, along with the words from your book, reach us today, God, I pray. In your son's name, I ask it, the strong son of God. And all of God's people said, amen. You may be seated this morning. Lord, that, that phrase, Lord, I need thee. I need, I, I need. It's not, it's past just a desire or a whim. It's gotten to the place of need. I need a lot of things. But the older I live, Lord, I'm not telling you what to do. I'm telling you who I'm looking at and who I'm looking to and who I'm looking for. Lord, I need you. Yes, we can make our petitions known unto God, but all I need to know is that he hears me. When Lauren said what she did, some of you took it as just words, but I saw the thread of the Holy Spirit because the very first point in my message is, Lord, I need you to see me. You remember what she just said? I believe someone needs to know that the Lord sees them. So if you're taking notes this morning, there's only, there's only four quick points. But the first one is this, Lord, I need you. I need you to see me. I know you see all things, but I need you to see me. I, I need to know it. It's not that you don't. It's that I might 
cannot grasp it, but I need to know that you see me like Hagar when she was cast out of uh, Abram and Sarah's family. And she, she wandered in the wilderness. And the Bible said that you visited her, Lord. You visited her. And she named that place. I, have to, I had to write it down because I couldn't pronounce it. Hold on. Bear Lahai Lori. And that means God, thou seest me. She came to a place where the Lord found her in the wilderness. He met with her personally and said, what's going on? What are you doing here? And she called unto the Lord. She gave him her distress. And then she named the place, named the well where the Lord quenched her thirst. Belahar Leroy, the Lord seest me. I need you to see me, Lord. Listen, where I am today, not where I was yesterday. I may have lost a little ground, Lord. I may not be what I was. I may not be where I was. Things change. Lord, you know, you walk the earth. You're familiar with all of our weaknesses and temptations. You took up on flesh, my faithful high priest. I might not have needed you at this level yesterday, but I need you. I need you to see me where I am today, oh God. Yesterday's grace is gone, but your mercies are new. Oh, every morning, I'm looking for you today, oh Lord. I need you to see me where I am today. I need you to see me, not just a glance. You know what's the difference between a glance and see me? Your kid's in the pool. Daddy, 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 watch. And you go, I say, no, 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 da daddy, daddy, which means focus. Don't look anywhere else. See me. I believe there are adults in this room that are in situations varying from critical to the beginning stages that need to know that the Lord is giving them undivided attention. Let me tell you how great God is. When I first started in my walk with the Lord because of my own insecurities and weaknesses, uh, the younger crowd won't know what this is, but y'all remember uh, in the movies where you called the operator and she had the headset on and she'd put the little wire in the hole. Do y'all remember? And somebody make a phone call and it would light up. The little red lights would come on and they plugged it. Nobody remembers that? Yeah. Okay. Thank, thank you, Katrina. Help me. I'll just stick with you. Puts the things in there. I had this idea that I didn't want to just light up my bulb for small things because, you know, if, the, if the, the, it all got lit up at one time, it might stress God out or something. I don't know, you know. God is so magnificent and so vast and so powerful that if every Christian in the world prayed at the same time, it would be as if you were the only one talking. I need you to see me exclusively. Don't pay them no, nobody else. No, never mind. They're good. They're fine. I've prayed for them. I need you to see me, Lord. I need to know, I need to know not that someone is there, but that you are there. And that you care for me. Because I know if you see me, you will come. The Lord sees you today. He told you in worship. And he told you in a printed page that got here before he moved on her heart to tell you. I heard Dr. Mark Rutland share this story years ago. And I, I trust I get the, the details right. It's not in my notes. I just remembered it. He was preaching somewhere at a conference. And... Uh, there was a group of flowers, you know, in the front, uh, 
this is an economy church. We don't have the flowers right here. But they, they had a, just a huge uh, display of the flowers. And there were people all lined up in the altar. And he felt, and I'm not being mystical. It wasn't audible. You know, it's just an impression, an uninvited impression. Take a group of those flowers and give them to that lady. Her name is Gina. You're like, I don't want to be a weirdo. <laughs> you know? I don't know if you've ever felt vulnerable like that, but he said, I've done this long enough. I know I wouldn't be thinking those random thoughts. So he takes a clump of the flowers, walks off the stage, and he said, hey, I was just standing over here preaching, <laughs> you know, and it's the funniest thing. And so if, if I'm wrong, please just laugh at old brother Mark, he said, but I just felt like the Lord told me to come over here and give you these flowers and tell you um, that your name's Gina. You know, in essence, and I'm paraphrasing. And all the blood just ran out of her face. What did you say? I just was supposed to give you these flowers and that your name was Gina. Fast forward, and we'll give you the very end of the story. She told Brother Mark afterwards, she said, I woke up this morning and I was going to take my life. And I said, before I take my life, I'm going to go to church. Lord, do you even know who I am? And it's my birthday today. And a stranger walked over and brought me flowers and said, Hey, Gina. And this morning, it may not be that dramatic, but it is that poignant. He sees you and he knows your name. He sees you where you are. He sees you how you are. He sees you, listen, thoroughly. He sees you accurately. Don't, don't let people be the barometer of your identity and your uh, location. The Lord knows. People will say, the Lord knows my heart. Well, that's a scary thing and a comforting thing. But when you're desperate... It is one of the most profound truths that keep you buoyant in the worst of times. The Lord knows me. He knows where I'm at. He knows who I am. And if he sees me, he will come. Even though we live in the country, I always want to be able to see my girl. Don't go too far. Daddy can't see you. What's the point about daddy seeing me? Because if I see you, I'm coming. And I, I, I'm not all politically correct yet. I'm, I'm learning the words I can't use and the words I can and how you can't say anything that insult anybody. But you come visit my house uninvited and open my little girl's window, it's going to be a funeral. <laughs> oh, I'll drag you in and lie like a rug. I, they was in the house right here. <laughs> my papa say amen. Yeah. Yeah. Knock all their teeth out and say, I identified as a tooth fairy. So, uh, <laughs> listen, I'm trying to, I'm trying, sometimes I'll use, try, not intentionally humor to drive home a point here. But if I'm limited, I need to have you in my sight to take care of you. So girls, don't go too far in the mall, especially outdoors or in a mall. Hey, 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 uh -uh, come here. I got to put eyes on and at least running distance. I can't run far. We got to narrow it up. <laughs> There's limitations. There's limitations. Now grasp what I'm trying to tell you. He has no limitations. He sees you through the darkness, 
through the confusion, through the malaise, through the lies, through the disappointments, the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous. And his ears are open to their cry. The righteous cry and the Lord hears them and delivers them out of all their troubles. Yes, many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers us out of them all. Thank you. Thank you. Number two, Lord, I need you to hear me. We know the Lord hears us. And we, be, we believe that he can send grace. It, he doesn't owe it to us, but he does pity our frame. And he lets us know that he's heard our prayers. He would send angels in the Old Testament and said, The Lord heard your prayer. Your alms have come up before the Lord. The Lord has heard you. I heard you since the first day you called. He just reminds us over and over, I heard you. I heard you. Your whispers, your screams, your prayers, uh, your confidence. He hears you in your wavering, in your thoughts, in your feelings. And He hears your tears. I need you to hear me, Lord, because of my pain. And I know this message today, I'm not apologizing, I'm explaining, is kind of focused on us. But if the Lord prompts me to tell you His view of you and what He's doing for you, then that's exactly what I'm going to deliver. The gospel is about Jesus Christ, but His ministry is to the church. And that's what I feel today I'm supposed to do. There are people in this room that if you knew the true story of where they are today, physically, mentally, emotionally, maritally, they're past the breaking point. Pain is like pressure. It'll bust pipes. The, the kindest soul can become irritable. The gentlest dog will snap at its owner when it hurts for so long. And, and it's not that we're trying to lead a soft life. Listen, you can walk with the Lord and learn that it's not about leading a soft life. Lord, I just need it to be bearable. The pain can be that great. Oh, Brother John, you need to be more positive. I despise uh, a naivety that, that, uh, or a, a confidence that's based on naivety and a lack of experience. Till you walk where they've walked, till you have grieved like they grieve, and you walk by somebody praying and say, oh, they're just drunk. You don't even know what's going on in their life until you've prayed to a point where somebody misjudges your prayers. Desperate prayers. I need you to hear me, Lord, because of the pain that I'm in, the pain of what I've never had. I remember doing a survey one time, and I'm, I'm not big on those things. It's not a right or wrong, but I just asked people to write uh, about their greatest voids uh, on a Father's Day message. And my wife wrote, all I ever wanted to be was a daddy's girl, and I wasn't growing up. And do you know there are voids in the adults today that still cause them to limp? Voids. Things they've never had. One never had. I had and lost it. The pain that we carry. Emptiness. Void. The pain of abuse. Neglect. Betrayal. Abandonment. The pain of yesterday. The pain of today. And the pain that awaits us tomorrow. This is beyond the help of others. Listen, this kind of pain is beyond the help of others. And self-medication is a fool's attempt at relief. Lord, help me. 
Lord, I'm hurting. I'm, I'm grateful for those that surround me, but they can't cure me. You can remind me of what I'm supposed to know. And you can hold me, but you can't touch the pain inside of me. But God can. Lord, I need you to hear me because of my weakness. No strength. Weak in my mind. When your mind can't seem to be controlled and anxiety and fear and discouragement and disillusionment. We all experience it, but when it takes over and sits at the head of the table. Weak in my body, weak in my soul. How about this one? Weaken my trust, my expectation of God and others. Let me tell you what it looked like in my life. And there's, it's not all the time. I mean, life's difficulty. The Bible tells us as the sparks fly upward, so is man born under trouble. But there are seasons where it gets past you. Paul said, we had uh, been in the storm so long we had not seen sun or stars for many days until all hope was gone. That's the man that wrote most of the New Testament. All hope was gone. And for us, for myself, I knew I was past a normal breaking point when I was living out of memory. And I never read this in a book. I'm just telling you a personal experience. I would be interacting with you during that time, and it was like the, the one side of my brain would say, laugh here, smile here. I was, it's like my soul had bled out. When a body bleeds out, it collapses. And when the soul bleeds out, there's a delay. You see something beautiful, and it doesn't move you. You hear something funny, and you, Lord, I need you to hear me because uh, David would say, if you don't help soon, I'm, go I'm going to dissipate. Why would the Lord touch my heart this morning in such a descriptive way? Because he knows if I echo your prayers, you'll know it's him that's speaking to you. Lord, I'm weak today and I need you to hear me because of my path. A path of my own ignorance. Yeah, some of us, it's me. It's my doing. A path of rebellion. A path not of my choosing. A path that was forced upon me. Like Hagar when she was thrown out. This wasn't my idea. A barren path. The wilderness is a, a barren place. A dangerous place. A lonely path. A path filled with enemies and opposition. And a path, listen, I don't know who this is for. What scares us the most is where some of you might be on a path that's littered with the bones of other people that walked it before you. They didn't make it. I, I can't explain. I don't know the details of all the people that are falling off the reservation, walking away from God, deconstructing their faith. I can't answer for them. But bones on my pathway is not God's voice for me. All I know is the Lord said, I will not leave you till I finish the things I've promised you. And I'm not going to stop and try to do DNA on the bones. That's between them and God. I, well, my uncle had that and he died. Well, hopefully I'm not your uncle. 
My mama had that and she went crazy. Well, thank you very much, Sister Death. I'm hoping not to have that report as well. You're not... Yes, we can hear about those tragedies, but that ain't tied to my story. I believe the Lord. What did he say? And if you believe, anything's possible to the one that believes. So I need to know that you see me, Lord, and I need to know that you hear me. Number three, I need you to touch me. To touch me. This generation may not have heard a lot about this, but when I was coming up as a little boy in church and in my teen years, I remember talk, people talking about, the Lord touched me Sunday. Well, that's mystical and that's old school and we'll have none of that. I'm thinking, I'll have some of it. <laughs> so I'm going to go listen to a man's words. I'm going to go listen to Pastor John. I'm going to listen to dry jokes, his effort and influence. So let me get this right. I'm going to go to Burger King and not eat a hamburger. So I'm going to go to Kentucky Fried Chicken and not get chicken. I'm going to go to the beach and not see the ocean. If I can't go to God, if I'm going to God's house, I want to know God. I want to see God and touch God and Him touch me. I need you, Lord, to touch me powerfully. Powerful touch. A comforting touch. A familiar touch. told Kelly not too long ago, holding hands or something, or she had her hand here. And I said, I would know your hand in the dark. And I would. I ain't quite learned between the twins' hands yet, but I, I can do this thing. I said, I, I know. I, I could feel, you know, you can know their smile. You can know their, their touch. And I know when the Lord touches, touches me. And I know what happens when the Lord touches me. And it's okay today to cry out to him and say, Lord, I need you to touch me. All through the Bible, I just encourage you to go look at what happened when Jesus touched people, invited and uninvited. <laughs> just, just touched them. One of my favorite, real quick, it's not in my notes, but there's a funeral going this way, and Jesus is going this way. He doesn't mention the folk's name. He doesn't mention the lady. He doesn't mention the child. He doesn't mention anything. <laughs> Jesus, by the way, doesn't just do resurrections. He is the resurrection. You know that, right? So he's walking and he just saw death walking that way. And he's, excuse me, reached up. And so they have these little bamboo poles and the body's laid on top of it. So they're face up. He just touched him. He sat up. He, hey, mama, there's your baby. And he walked on. I'm like, what? I said, what happened? I don't know. Interview the guy on the bamboo. What happened? I don't know. Did you ask? Do you think dead people ask for anything? Think about it. Our problem is not our problem. Our problem is that we see our problems more clearly than we see God. That's our problem. Can do nothing anytime he wants. And Lord, if you touch me, I know I'll be made whole. And on the other side of the coin, the woman with the issue of blood said, he ain't got to touch me. If I get close enough to him, I'm going to grab him. We're going to make contact. Moses. Take off your shoes. Where you're standing is holy. I want you to feel this. I want you to see this. Lord, I need you to touch me today. Because I'm tired. So very, very tired. See, if the devil can't get us in, 
immoral temptations. He'll get us in fatigue. And in the last hour, one of the signatures of his ministry in the tribulation is the wearing out of the saints most high. We're not in the tribulation, but we're in the, the pains, the travailing, the, the, the birth pains of it. The wearing out of the saints. Where you can't muster up the will, the desire. So then you're left with the option of living authentically before everybody and answering their questions every day, all day, or faking. So see, a lot of people you've judged and said they're putting on, they're faking it. Well, they're, tried, they're tired of explaining how they feel to someone that can't help them. You might want to just write that one down and use that later. I called my mom this morning and uh, I asked her, could I share this? And she said, yes. And so I'm just going to give you the cliff notes of it. But at a, a very difficult time in her life after taking care of my daddy for years. And by taking care of, I mean feeding, bathing, wiping, cleaning up blood from the kidney machines exploding in her house. Um, she, the Lord gave her a dream. And it's funny to me that as a grown woman, the dream takes place at her mom and daddy's house. Because you never outlive. They're always your baby, right? Always your baby. So she's at her mom and daddy's house. And in the dream, gravity just loses its power on her and she starts to float upward. And she turned back and she says, Lord, Lord, she knew it was the Lord. She goes, I, I can't go yet. I got my, my parents. I got to take care of them. And, uh, uh, and my babies. He said, Sandra, do you want to stay? It was a dream. Nothing mystical. You have dreams. We have dreams. But God can get in your dreams, can't he? And speak very clearly. He said, do you want to stay? You can go back. She said, I want to go home, but I need to go back. And she said, in my dream, John, the Lord said, well, wait a minute. And he took a piece of cloud out of the heaven and put me over in it and wrapped me up, kind of like how you cocoon a baby, you know, wrapped him up and said, here, you just rest a while. She said, when I woke up, my problems weren't gone. My difficulties weren't gone. The season wasn't gone, but I was different. He touched me. This is why I preach so hard against this fake, fake, dramatic, under the shaking hand of a preacher. You don't need my touch. You need his touch. His touch. Yes, I can lay hands on you. Yes, I can pray with you. Yes, I can pray the prayer, prayer of faith for you. But don't you confuse my touch with his touch. Because I am limited to this place. But your God goes with you whithersoever you go. I need you to touch me, Lord, because I'm broken. So, uh, somebody said that phrase. I'm just, uh, I'm broken. I can't. The pieces don't come together. You can glue them all together. But good luck gluing a clock back together when all the mechanical pieces are broken. Lord, I'm powerless to resist, to continue to change or be victorious. Because I'm empty. No strength, no pleasure, no joy, no substance. Because I have no one else to turn to and my babies are depending upon me. 
I heard this in my heart last night that there are mamas that have stopped crying out for themselves, but they're crying out to God for their babies. And if mama got one piece of bread left, it's divided up between the babies. You see what I'm saying? But mama, the Lord gave me this word today. It's not to make us all feel like, oh, we're all just struggling. No, we're all loved. And you are seen and you are heard. And I believe the Lord is going to touch you today. Ain't going to be no manipulation, no maneuvering. But I believe the Lord's going to do that. If our musicians would come, please. Fourthly, and finally, I believe there are people that would say, Lord, I need you to help me today. Like you've done for so many others. Y'all stay with me, okay? Lord, I need you to help me like you have done so many others. Like a barren Hannah crying out to you and you gave her a Samuel. I'm crying out to you today from bitterness of soul like Naomi, but you gave her a Ruth and a Boaz. I'm crying out to you in disappointment like Leah, and you gave her many children. I'm crying out to you like the woman taken in adultery that you gave a brand new start, like the woman at the well who you not only saw perfectly her past, but you gave her hope for tomorrow. I'm crying out to you as someone who has failed you and been failed, who has lied and been lied to, Who's been de- who has deceived and been deceived and one who has broken promises and had promises broken to her. I'm calling out to you today, Lord, to help me today. I'm going to ask Lauren, if you will, just bow your heads to sing parts of this verse today and then I'm going to invite you to this altar for an encounter with the Lord. I'm going to open the altar. And today, nobody else praying with you. Just you and God. Lord, I'm not telling you what to do. I'm just telling you you're the only Lord I have. And I'm looking exclusively to you. Sometimes I wish I could just close my eyes and fade away. But today I wish. No, I pray. Instead of closing my eyes and fading away, I pray for grace to open my eyes and see you in your strength looking at me with eyes full of compassion, knowing that in any moment you're going to answer my cry with three healing words. I am here. If that's you, I want you to come to this altar this morning. Thank you. Where sin runs deep, 
Your grace is more. Grace is found. Is where you are. And where you are. Lord, I am free. Holiness is Christ in me. Because where you are, Lord, I am free. Holiness is Christ in me. Lord, I need you. family with these standing in the altar and kneeling would you stand with us this morning if you're to tune Stephen you'll appreciate this if you tune a digital tuner and you're trying to listen to I don't listen to the radio, so what's what's a good station? I don't want to say a bad station. One oh. All right, K Love. One oh five point five. Okay. If I'm at one oh five point three, am I? And I am sincere about hearing from that station. How good's that going to be for me? One oh five three. I'm only off a little bit. 105.7. Listen. One channel. His word. Tune it in. And if the Lord says that his eyes are on you and his ears are open to your cry, that means that if I don't sense it, I don't feel it, I don't see it, I don't see evidence of it, then all of these circumstances are lying because, Lord, you can't lie. And that touch... The world creates illusionary things like, okay, God touches you, and oh, the preacher does his coat at you, and you fall over. If God touches you, you don't always fall out. Adam fell out, and he woke up. There was Eve. There ought to be a change if you get knocked out. But what happens? They think and act differently. Jesus touches one man who can't walk. When he got there, his back was on his bed. And after Jesus touched him, his bed was on his back. And he's different. You see what I'm saying? We're not not looking for an experience. We're looking for him. And if yours is dramatic or simple, 
and you left saying, I, I don't know exactly what happened, but I'm feeling different. I'm, I'm sounding different. And lift your voice to him. Don't be embarrassed to cry out and don't be embarrassed to cry out your praise either. God, I thank you that the God of my yesterday, the one that brought us to this place, is going to keep us and continue us. He's not forgot you. He's not, he's not forgot you. Current. Hey, watch me, Daddy. I ain't stopped. I ain't stopped. And finally, before we go home, the Bible says that God has given you everything that pertains to life and godliness. Everything. Whatever today requires of you, He is sufficient for you. You will limp. You may drag a leg. You may wipe a tear with one hand and worship with the other. But all that you need to make it to new mercy is keep going. And one day very soon, you're going to walk out of this place into a place of broad space, sunshine. And you're going to be able to take the hand and say, girl, let me tell you. Let me tell you what you're in there. It's like you read my mail. Oh, no, I lived your mail. I've been there. But the Lord is faithful. So when today for Mother's Day, Pastor John didn't get you a dollar store button and pass it out. I didn't give you a trinket. I just gave you a word from him. Amen. You're very loved. And if, if y'all just remain standing for just a quick second, this won't take but about two minutes, but I need to do it. To all the mamas and around the whole gamut of Mother's Day is wonderful today and our Mother's Day is horrible. Let me tell you something. We love you. Even when we don't get along, we love you. Listen, you better be careful about these mamas. They brought you in the world. You owe them a little something. As a matter of fact, I think I could say if it wasn't for you, we wouldn't be here. I'm so grateful. And for those that are estranged, can I offer you? I'm not telling you what to do. Can I offer you something? The Bible says to honor your father and mother. And some would say, well, you don't know. You, there's nothing to honor. Listen, I didn't say respect. For those in the impossible situation, see, we respect people based on who they are. We honor them out of who we are. And you can do a simple, now I don't mean set yourself up for abuse or anything. I don't mean, I mean, use wisdom. Thank you for giving me life. Something like that. You'll be surprised how wonderful it makes you feel. It may not fix anything, but just following the Lord. Make sure for those of you that uh, have relationship with mama, don't you let this day go by. Pour it on thick. You owe them from last year. Double it up. Mamas, we love you. We need your song in the house. We need to hear you sing. We need to hear you laugh. We need to see you like daddy a little bit. That'll help us. Papa, you need to straighten up so you'll be easy to like. We wish you a wonderful, wonderful Mother's Day. And especially Grandmama's Day, which that's even better, I heard. I don't know we ain't got there yet. So enjoy your family. Enjoy today. And you're dismissed in the presence of the Lord. God bless you. <laughs>